You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treebark Store. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Creative Voices. I am joined today by Stephen Kennedy. Steve, thanks for taking the time to come chat to me. No problem, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we're no stranger to conversations with each other at this stage. In fact, we spent quite a few hours chatting. But for all the listeners out there, Stephen Kennedy, tell us about yourself. Well, I met Jeff. Uh, how long ago did we meet Jeff? Uh, that was 2010. It must be nearly 10 years ago, yeah. yeah. And we started a couple of little projects that turned into big projects. <laughs> after about, I don't know, it must be about 30, 40 hours or what you've had done. 40, 42 hours. Uh, yeah, you count too. Yeah. My old boss used to do that. She uh, had a journal and she's covered in tattoos, like, uh, you know, pretty much except for her head up. Oh, actually, her head. She hasn't had her face or her hands done. No, yeah. so. Actually, even then, I think she might have even had her hands done, but. She hasn't had her face done, <laughs> but she has a log of every hour she spent, how much it's cost her. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't do that bit because that's the bit I don't no, want to no. know. She has, yeah, she has uh, every penny it's cost her. She's, uh, she was a good bookkeeper, so I learned a bit from her when I first started, you know, how to, and uh, I learned from her husband at the time how to tattoo, which was kind of, I got a bit of a good all-rounded uh Education. Apprenticeship, because yeah. he was a body piercer by trade and he wasn't much of an artist, but he kind of learned to tattoo from about five different guys, you know, yeah. like uh, because he was one of the first professional body piercers in Australia. So he kind of got to learn from a different person in different towns. There was five different shops that he used to piece yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, you know, one in Geelong, one in Ballarat, one in, you know, a couple in Melbourne and then yeah. I kind of met him years ago and one getting my nipple pierced uh, in Melbourne and then uh, yeah. years down the track he opened up uh, a tattoo studio in the town I was living in So yeah. and he used to do piercings at one of the shops there in the town so he was only up around the corner so I got a kind of friendly with people he knew which uh, was unusual at the time because uh, most tattoos start with one person or maybe the few in the shop that they work with but yeah. I was lucky uh, I got around to all the shops that he used to pierce in yeah. and uh, the reason he opened a tattoo studio was because uh, he uh, thought well all the body all the tattoo studios are starting to do piercings now so he's like Fuck it, I'm going to open a, a piercing studio that does tattoos it's just to be <laughs> so that's how I ended up learning off a load of different tattooists really uh, I learned the basics off him you know the the actual craft of it but uh, I think he got me on because he knew I could draw and then uh, people were starting to come in at that stage instead of just picking things out of the book and they wanted something made for them or yeah so he was like yeah this guy wants this drawn up can you draw this and then he'd tattoo it to start with and then it wasn't too long I, I was pretty confident at the time you know uh, hanging out with punk bands and things and they were all keen to get stuff done so yeah, yeah. You know, when I started the, com- the confidence of youth helps yeah well. I was right into it man I was like yeah bring it on you know and I tattooed maybe I think that was one pig belly and then uh, you know he saw that and he's like get your, get your guinea pigs in now <laughs> and, uh, I was like yeah no worries did one on myself first that was one of his rules you, uh, you know the first person you tattoo is yourself yeah because, uh, you know, if you're not prepared to do it on yourself, well, then... You shouldn't be willing to do jealous. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing it to anyone else then. So uh, I got a good, well-rounded sort of education to start with. And then in, within the first three or four years, even, one of the tattooists that was back and forward was uh, how I sort of got the door uh, coming over here. Yeah. He was a fellow, he was born in Bangor and then grew up in Australia. I learned to tattoo there when he was young and... 
Must have had an interesting accent, that man. He, he has a very thick Aussie accent. Really? Yeah, he grew up in, he's a bit of a, he sounds like, a, he's a huge big guy, romper. Like, <laughs> I'm serious, this guy. And then I thought he learned to tattoo over here, but yeah, it turns out that he learned to tattoo in Melbourne by a guy that I've heard of that tattooed hundreds of people, a guy, he one of the first tattooists in yeah. the city. A guy named Shaky Bill. <laughs> I was talking about him today because it's like, why would you go to someone named Shaky Bill? But to get your tattoo done. Oh, yeah, he would have tattooed thousands and thousands of people. I met loads of people with Shaky Bill tattoos. <laughs> He's a uh, romper, yeah, he uh, he was going backward and forward tattooing here in the summer. He's like, yeah, man, it's bloody great. You know, the weather's good. Melbourne weather's shitty. I was in Ballarat, the worst. Yeah. Town for the lowest temperatures in uh, Australia, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on record, it has a, uh, a pretty low average, but uh, I just uh, ended up loving working over here in the, the long run. That was my main. After two times, you know, I was sort of back in Australia thinking this skin is just like leather and <laughs> it was no fun at all. You've mentioned that to me but yeah, in the past that like yeah. the, say, lovely, the lovely pasty Irish skin is yeah. great to tattoo on. If you learn on Australian skin, that's a good education because they say if you can tattoo Australian skin, then you can, you can tattoo, tattoo anyone. Uh, pretty much anyone. So Irish skin's the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> it's like <laughs> going the other way back. So I can tattoo everything from there to yeah. Australian skin and in between. And tattooing an old fella today, actually, he's been getting tattooed for years in uh, Ireland. Uh, since he was like 14. Uh, Pat, his name is. I don't know if I ever introduced you to Pat. I don't think he's so. from uh, Mullingar. And he comes down. He's an old stonemason. Yeah. But uh, I did a cover-up on the back of his neck years ago. A huge skull. And he's like, do you th- what do you think will cover that? And I was like, oh, no, a skull would probably cover that, Pat. And he's like, yeah, whatever you think. And I drew it on. Big skull on the back of his neck. And uh, just under the hairline, you know, I didn't go too high. But I left it with that uh, top on the skull. And then he comes in today, years later, and we've added a big crown on the back of his head and all this foliage going down the side of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a big fan. He must be, he just turned 60 not long ago, and he's, he's pretty well covered, though. Okay. He's even gone over a lot of his stuff. Uh, have you really. found a big change in, like, when you came to Ireland first, the kind of clients you were working with, was that very different from Australia? I think. Uh, they're pretty similar Irish people that's why I think the you know the I think that's why the uh, trade between work visas works well because you know they get along so well Irish people Australians we we like a drink we like a bloody smoke we like uh, you know a bit of a joke the same way you know Irish people joke around so uh, you know it was no it was an easy transition with the people you know I pick up the uh, the accents pretty quick. I've got a good ear for accents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even with uh, Dimitri, like a lot of people, when they first met him, you know, I had struggling to understand him. But I don't know I, I wanted to tune you know, in, tune in because uh, I knew he had a, a good eye for what he was doing. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like yeah. this guy. And, uh, keep him close. <laughs> so you came over first. You were in Belfast, and yeah, then yeah. how did you end up in Galway? I think, you know what, when I first came over to Belfast, people were telling me, Aussies were saying, if you ever get the chance, you know, if you only go to one city in the Republic, go to Galway, you know, skip all the others, go to Galway, it's the best city in Ireland if you go, you know, like, because uh, I was around, hanging around the north most of the time, so. Yeah. I'd done one trip to Dublin the first sort of week I was here when I first got to Belfast, and I got here the week of the marches, <laughs> the first, first year I came to Ireland. 
And they're like, oh, the shop's closed this weekend, Steve. Yeah. And I was like, what? Pro- probably Why? a good weekend to get, get <laughs> like, yeah, dude, were you planning on going to Dublin at any stage? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. They're like, wow, it's a good weekend to go because there's nothing open and everybody's, the marches are on. So I, I went to Dublin the first weekend I got here. And then uh, the, the second year I came back around the same time, it was just before the marches. And uh, it was a big, good mix shop in the city centre of Belfast. So... I got to hang out with, you know, Protestants and Catholics. And then that year, the the owners were saying to me, oh, you know, you should have a look uh, at the marches with Keith this year, go and have a, see what it's all about. <laughs> when you go and actually experience it, you know, and it's pretty yeah. safe as an Aussie, you can go, you know, yeah, anywhere yeah. in Belfast with an Aussie accent, really, but get you out of trouble in Belfast. Quick. <laughs> put on your thing. One of my best Australian accents. Australian accent. I was going to say, I saw it in Derry Girls <laughs> yeah. as well the other day, uh, Tommy Tiernan. <laughs> It works. Yeah. That's right, Jay. He may have picked <laughs> yeah. the wrong ethnicity for that. But yeah. I, I just used to walk around everywhere with a big smile on my face and thumbs up and everybody and say, uh, get in, mate. Get in, mate. Get in, mate. Get in, mate. <laughs> really lead oh, into oh, it. Everyone like. in Belfast smile. I'm way back to you. They're like, yeah, he's an Aussie. So, yeah. It's the best way to get around Belfast. Get in, mate. Keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> so it works every time. Yeah. So you made a trip to Galway? Uh, yeah, one of the, one of the, I was probably in the, the middle of my first sort of trip uh, over here. I went to Galway for a weekend and loved it and thought it was a good place. And just from its reputation, when me and Nancy were in Canada, you know, thinking of where we should, you know, try and look at opening a studio, we sort of looked at areas where they had concentrations of, you know, sort of artistic tattooists. Yeah. And Galway at the time, you know, from what we'd seen online was kind of lacking a little, you know, compared to other cities. And then when we got here, we sort of discovered there was a couple of other, you know, young ones around and a couple of studios that, you know, were trying to do the, a bit more of an artistic route and instead of a, you know, sort of a traditional flash shop, which uh, AWOL opened around the same time as us. And, mm. Just a bit of an upsurge in the time. Yeah, I think it was only a week apart we opened and, uh, you know, that we met each other, liked each other. They were like, yeah, cool, these guys are doing an art gallery studio. We're doing a, you know, a traditional traditional flash gallery studio with piercings. And it was like, you know, we're doing a totally different thing and we're both busy. We're both... Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of room for styles. Oh, yeah. So Galway's gotten a good reputation since pretty much... uh, you know, Ink Fingers started and then uh, Victor got a good reputation around town. And then now uh, there's probably, I don't know how many is there in the city now. There's a few, all right, yeah. 10, 10 or 12 around yeah. Galway City. Well, the demand is on the up, I would imagine, the whole time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is a little. Like, you know, some of the, some of the studios kind of, I think the ones, you know, sort of closer to the middle of town do rely a bit on either Walk-ins. the tourist trade or, you know, the student trade a little AWOL kind of has a good reliable, you know, sort of clientele, but then they probably get a little quiet during the, when the schools are off, That's you know, right. a lot of the universities off, they do a lot of yeah. younger clients, whereas, uh, I don't know, we get a bit of an older client, so we don't really notice too much of a- Yeah, it's not a seasonal for you. Tip, you know, not as seasonal, but we, we notice that we most people show up more in the summer too. You know, yeah. you get a few more not show up or cancellations in the yeah, winter yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is understandable. Coming up to Christmas, people have less money around to use it. Yeah. That can make things a little hard. And as regards then your own kind of style and what you work on in the shop. 
yeah. Have you kind of transitioned? You've been open and going now for it must be ten years. Nearly ten years. Yeah, yeah it'd be uh, nearly ten years coming up soon. Yeah, I've been tattooing nearly, I think, twenty years this year. So wow. Yeah, but uh, we we like. I don't think we'll be moving in a hurry. You know, like if anything, you know, be still an island for the time being. I'm working on coming back to Galway. I think uh, we still love it here. Yeah. Now that we're getting into the paddleboarding, we've been uh, loving going over. You know, we're finding more rivers and lakes. And yeah, everything. Yeah. It's like wow, we just opened up a whole new, a whole new world, whole new world yeah, on the west true. coast. You know, wow. <laughs> especially Connemara, you wouldn't know what you'd find. Like, you know what? And we don't see hardly anyone else doing it. <laughs> like, it's funny. We yeah, see anybody doing it. I have like a couple that. of friends I know who do it, but like anytime I ever see them posting pictures or out and about paddleboarding or stand-up paddleboarding or whatever you call it it yeah, seems to be just like, the, literally just them you'd see a few in spots like near the beaches and that maybe more one or two maybe and then there's Rushing Bay where they sort of teach kids with them and that but when we go up like on the river and Nam and that don't see anybody yeah it's lovely <laughs> Just don't give but, away your uh, secrets back to now. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's me no, you're fine. That's fine. So yeah, no. What we were talking about was maybe your your own style, what you work on in the shop. Because I know you're often, as you said, there's a good community in Galway. You're happy to refer yeah, people yeah. to someone else if you feel it's yeah, not yeah. for you. So I think that's another reason why I kind of, you know, like I used to be a lot busy. Uh, you know, I would be. I was just saying the other day, I was booked up usually around four months to six months ahead. Yeah. Uh, back years ago, and then. When I started here, it would be booked up, you know, less and less, and then slowly, you know, it'd be about two or three months at the moment. So, uh, you know, wouldn't be booked ahead uh, as far as I used to, you know, weekends, obviously, a hmm. little further. But um, I think uh, one of the reasons is uh, because I can do a bit of realism, but then I do a bit of traditional as well. Some guys just do traditional or just do kind of the, you know, mandala and tribal type tattoo so uh being a little bit more of an all-rounder you know I sort of jumped in the deep end when I was younger and did a bit of everything really like traditional flash you know like uh drawing my own stuff freehand yeah. everything so uh it was a big well-rounded education with uh which uh, and now I've sort of st- not stopped but you know I don't do as many tattoos uh, now that Dimitri does, you know, a lot of the Polynesian and, uh, you know, harps and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's good at strings. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, Dimitri's time, work is excellent. Every time for I start doing a half now, it's like, mm, I wish uh, Dimitri's do this. That's it. They're usually on clients uh, I've already done tattoos on. So yeah, yeah. But, Dimitri's yeah. work is excellent, I find, for, like, I've seen the Mandela yeah. stuff, the point, pointillism and all the kind of straight line stuff and any pattern design how he yeah, can do yeah. that so and he works yeah. very quickly too yeah he wouldn't be as uh, like he, he he has an artistic mind for sure but uh, he has a very engineering sort of more of a geometric sort of thinking sort of, pattern yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know even for diagrams for drawing for the machines and that you know yeah. they're more of a, a technical drawing yeah. if you know what I mean uh, rather than you know, sketched yeah. type of a drawing an artist. And that's the interesting do, thing. What you use for your machines, it's a little bit different than what the kind of industry trend would be. You, you have a fondness for a more old-fashioned design and look and, and even Yeah, machine. like uh, I think uh, what it is is, uh, you know, because of just a modern world, you know, like uh, they've become more disposable type thing now, which is kind of crazy because, you know, they're a little more expensive and they're kind of just a factory-made, you know, old-fashioned 
same thing you're used to making Jay all the time. <laughs> it's, it's the same mechanism and yeah. they run the same kind of way. You know, they, they, they've got all these fancy little bits on them, but so many moving parts that, you know, so they're hard to fix. And I just kind of think, feel like they uh, damage the skin a little more. So, you know, I, I, I kind of, you know, I'm set in my ways as far as machines go. We use a, a coil, magnetic coil machine. Uh, Dimitri makes them, I think I forget. I forget how good they are because I use them every day. I don't think about it that yeah, much. Yeah, so. yeah. And he custom builds them for you. Yeah, so they're all custom made for myself, you know, and uh, that's why I kind of have a hard time thinking about even yeah. transitioning because it's like, you know, the kids These are my machines. take it over like, if yeah, they yeah. want to do that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, I think that you said this bit weird is I think those more modern machines are even very quiet by comparison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, I'd say they're the same as your old-fashioned jail machine. The both technologies yeah. have been around for the same time, but yeah. for a hundred years, uh, you know, the coil machine just did the job a lot better, I think. But yeah. for uh, jail, you know, you probably could make one in jail too, but they're a bit noisy for jail. So, yeah. you know, uh, the rotaries were sort of quieter. You could get away with tattooing those or yeah. hand tattooing in jail. But usually, the rotary gets stuff done a lot quicker if you yeah. were in jail. You know. Doing bigger yeah. pieces. Not that I've ever been to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Just to so make that clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have made those type of machines when I was younger, you know, with yeah. my, my free, you know, have a couple uh, yeah. with a bent toothbrush and a little motor and yeah. easy enough to sort of fashion one. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, never been to jail. <laughs> probably run better than the bloody thing that comes out of the factory these days. They probably you do. Could probably make one better out yeah. of yeah, toothbrushes and bloody pen and stuff. <laughs> so for uh, like anyone who has yet to have a tattoo or is thinking about it, I mean, what would your advice be? I know for me, I went to you first. We started on a small yeah. piece, which turned into a bigger piece, which ended up being in a full sleeve. Yeah, yeah. The best advice I could probably give people is just to maybe uh, have a look around, you know, and see, look through people's folios, you know, don't rush into it if you're thinking of getting something more than a, a huge piece. Even if you're thinking of getting a little tattoo, look around because, you know, uh, sometimes uh, certain studios would have artists that specialise in certain things they might not do finally. And we're lucky in Galway we sort of, you know, you know most of the tattooists are really nice guys and they're very honest with people. So most of the guys have been doing it a long time. If somebody comes in with a style that we think, you know what, there's a guy at another shop that would do that better. Yeah. Look, you know, just being honest with you, this guy would probably do a nicer job of that. Yeah, yeah. So and they will do the same. You know, they send pieces to us and Dimitri because of, you know, fine line things and... You know, if it's something really traditional, like I always recommend Angus. He's a bloody, my favourite traditional Irish artist, so yeah. why not send him to him? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I do traditional, but, you know, he's, he's the best in the country for it, really. So. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah well, you know, one of the best. He's, yeah. he's my favourite in the country. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so what, what is it that you like to work on yourself? You you know, the pieces that come into you, is there in particular you have a fondness for working on? I think over the last few years I've got a little, you know, I, I think my favourite style that I see would be kind of a neo-traditional style, I like the colours and I don't do a lot of it, but I think uh, the, the style has influenced the way my work has progressed over the, you know, in the last few years of tattooing, sort of uh, do, a, you know, my own kind of style, which is a cross between traditional and realism. <clears throat> 
and you know vice versa back and forward so uh, I like doing mainly natural things you know like people flowers birds yeah. animals snakes you know uh, things that wrap and bend easily rather than yeah. hardline things like architecture and, uh, <laughs> sorry and, with that uh, Gotham uh, Gotham, Gotham City Keys yeah. Department yeah I don't mind doing those things, but uh, they are, yeah, very tricky. They're complicated. They, they take more mind skill. You know, you, yeah, yeah. you really got to concentrate on those yeah. ones. But uh, natural flowering thing seems to be a little bit more of a relaxing thing to, be, to, to tattoo, out. actually. Mm. Yeah, even. Yeah. And what about the actual physical process then as well? Again, like I've been through it a few times, so obviously I'm familiar with it, but for those who haven't been through it, Maybe you could have a brief description of what it involves from like the moment they arrive at your studio to the actual tattoo. Yeah, usually uh, we try to be pretty approachable. So if you come in and ask us questions, we, we try not to be, you know, uh, make you feel like you're asking a silly question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. studios might, you know, you get a few rock stars around and <laughs> sometimes they, you know, I, don't, I think sometimes too, they don't mean to be, but they might be busy or they might be, trying to deal with another client or something so it might seem a bit short so yeah. sometimes tattooists can get a bit of a bad rap for being uh, arrogant and that too but yeah. sometimes they're just busy you know and sometimes they actually are arrogant <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I do, you know sometimes I hear that, you know oh this guy didn't and it's like oh, he's actually a really nice guy but I'm sure he's just busy you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> give him a chance you know? <laughs> but uh, I think uh you know, we, we would sort of run people through if they have any questions, I think. But most people from YouTube or te- television these days have a rough idea yeah, of what goes on, though. So, yeah. yeah, we don't really sort of get too many questions these days. We used yeah. to, you know, years ago, people would ask, what, you know, how, what do you do this and what kind of needles is that? But I think, yeah, yeah. as I say, people kind of educate themselves a little now, especially yeah. young ones. They know, they kind of know it, you know, everything really. <laughs> seen it on, on a video yeah, on TV yeah, they've watched uh, what's that show yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh what is that show called you know the one I'm talking about I, where they just spend their whole time covering up other tattoos yeah that, what was that Tattoo Fixers Tattoo yeah, Fixers that's, yes. that's got a bit of a bad rap in the industry actually yeah I'd say it would have yeah a few years ago and uh, I've seen you know um I haven't seen a lot of good things about the show. <laughs> I have seen a lot of bad I can imagine stuff this is about like it. the equivalent yeah. of Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. Like yeah, it's just it's kind of, complete nonsense. Yeah, I think the, it was more of the production behind it. You know, they were not out of worst and they were just pushing for a, a bit of a drama show. Rather yeah, yeah, than, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they really sort of, uh, a few people ended up with bad scarring. Yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, almost had to be hospitalised a couple of people from being tattooed too long and things yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, they pushed people to get tattooed more and more. Oh, I always wonder with that show, like, they seem to make it look like you get your whole back done in two hours. You know? Yeah, some of those ones, yeah, that's where, you know, I'd heard they'd been pushed a little too far, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll put you up in the hotel, you know, and do this yeah, yeah. for you, you know, just stay a few more hours, see if you can get a bit more done. Oh, yeah. That's just what I've kind of heard, you know. And, yeah. But I'd imagine it's, it's it's going to be different for everyone because it's such a physical thing that I know for me, like we've done half hour sessions up to six hour sessions. Yeah. And uh, some people you know, have different pain tolerances too, you know, like uh, your regular guy on the street to, you know, to small people, you know, even sort of some of the sort of like, you know, women like Yvonne and that, they, they sit for hours as well sometimes. And that's yeah. the ones you would sort of least think 
would be the tough handle things. it yeah. well yeah and then sometimes it's the big you know muscly guys that you know last a few hours and I, I don't know I think it's just something to do with the I think it's half psychological yeah, as well yeah. And yeah I think it does hurt them a little more <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like they they feel it a little more I know for me like when I went back after a big gap to get some more work done because I've been busy and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was in that rhythm of going every few weeks to work on the big piece it was fine and yeah, then I left yeah. a big gap on my back it was just more like I think it was half the anticipation uh-huh. than anything else that when I went back in I was like man how, how did I do all these big long sessions oh yeah don't worry like if you haven't done it for a while even <laughs> even now like I've had you know hours and hours done under the needle but yeah I still get a couple of butterflies sometimes yeah, just yeah. a bit nervous just getting yeah. some areas started where you put the stencil on it's like a couple of butterflies <laughs> this is gonna hurt <laughs> So, well, then, I, I prefer the shading to the fine line work. The shading is fine those when yeah. you have a bunch of needles. It's those individual yeah, yeah, needles yeah. for the fine line Actually, work. That's, like I had one of those rotary machines used on me. Uh, Joe used one on my arm in an easy area normally. Yeah. A few, like it was uh, months ago there now, and we did a, f- a fair bit of the colour up the top here with it. And I, 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 I kind of wanted to see what it felt like because I've only had really coil machines used on me mostly over the years, I think, except for the odd right around my leg here and there just little bits but yeah uh, it was a good chance to feel what it felt like and yeah. i didn't like the feeling of it either so that's yeah. why i kind of was reassured then you know oh, yeah I'm i actually prefer the coils. And then yeah. i said to him you know to use the coil machine on me for the next session yeah and uh that was over the elbow bone and everything it was a, a rough session and just relaxed but yeah it just felt more it did feel easier than the last one yeah it's funny isn't it it is yeah I think it's half how you are in the day as well it's just yeah yeah they, have a, they, they do have a totally different mechanism and some people have you know like I think the people that sort of push them uh, push rotaries for advertising you know like they, they push whatever brand or company it is yeah. as like they're easy convenient you know they're light lightweight things yeah, like yeah. that but uh, at the end of the day you know like the mechanism I think they, the needles kind of slow down at the top point Ooh. and they uh, stay you know they stop and then it's slow to start back again whereas with a coil machine it's sort of it's constant isn't it no the needle is sort of pushed in really quickly yeah. like a, a fast action and then yeah. it whips back out fast as well so the fast point is the okay like at that point where yeah. the needle hits your skin yeah so on the rotary it actually stays there longer kind Ooh. of thing okay yeah if you know what i mean if you if you, if you compare a slow down you know uh, video or the video or yeah. it's a different mechanism so i think that's part of the way it feels different a little more yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to be kind of careful with them because the rotaries, the needle goes to the same point every time too. It doesn't, you yeah, won't yeah. push it back, you know, anymore. That, and whereas with a coil machine, with, you know, adjustment to the voltage, you can actually get it to, you, you know, if you touch the skin, you can actually turn it down to a point where your skin will just stop it, resist back on it. Okay. You know, and push the needle back into the yeah, tube. Yeah. Uh, you know, you'll hear it bog up, you know, yeah. and then you, you turn it up to the point where it's, just hitting the skin, but your skin will push back a little okay. on the needle. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the softness of it. Okay. The gentleness. It sounds like, it's funny because the, the loudness of them, I think, or the noise of them scares me. Makes people. it sound more yeah, aggressive. Yeah, it sounds more aggressive, but it actually, yeah. because of the noise, it's that magnetic hitting, you know, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, the yeah. noise. Uh, but it's a, that magnetic cushioning that gives it that little bit more gentleness, if you know what I mean. Okay, that's your, yeah. that's yeah. your little buffer of uh, gentleness on it. Okay. 
So that's how they work. I've, you know, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen you make yeah, the adjustments yeah. and, and obviously familiar with the noise, but uh, I wasn't sure how that actually physically that's worked. pretty much the big difference. One is, uh, you know, a mechanical motor pushes the needle to a certain point. The other one is a magnetic sort of pull and uh, yeah. you get that magnetic sort of resistance, you know, push. Yeah. So that's where your skin will push the needle back with a, a coil machine a little bit. Okay. Sure. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so getting back around to like maybe more your earlier days, you'd started to train somewhat as an apprentice. Was there a point where you knew that this is what you wanted to do, where it became more than an interest and something you wanted to actually do? Yeah, the first sort of year or two, you kind of have, you know, most titles probably the same, you know, everybody. Um, I'd say I was fairly confident, but you always have your doubts in the first couple of years, especially it's, it's not easy, you know, like, yeah. you know, people, I suppose, make it look easy when they're doing it, but uh, it is, you know, it's not an easy job. It can be easy, but then some jobs are really, really difficult. You know, even today, all around the back and the side of the neck, and it, let's say 60-year-old skin, it's, yeah. it wasn't easy, but uh, it came up nice and looked really good at the end of the day. So if you take the time uh, when you're doing difficult pieces, it can, you know, uh, but back when I started, I, I did have my doubts in the first sort of six to... 12 months and then mm. I finally sort of, you know, started looking at other people's work and I was like, you know, I, I think I might stick to this and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it a good go. Yeah, I'm getting better at this. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, and then I, I kind of looked at it like, you know, people used to ask me for years, you know, how long was your apprenticeship? And I, I was like, well, I haven't finished yet, you know. And yeah, yeah. You're I was, always I was saying that through, you know, to 10, 12, 13 years later, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Tried to learn something new and learn off younger guys as well as yeah. I was going. But there must be a massive change, not just in your own style, but even in the industry in general. And 20 years is a big time in an emerging industry like that. Yeah, like I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I try not to get too stagnant, you know, like I, I don't, in, you know, I don't like going to too many tattoo shows. You know, some people love it, but it wouldn't be my, I feel a bit out of my element working at them. Um, I don't mind going to them more as a social thing, you know, and watching, but, or, you know, having a, you know, meeting up with friends that I haven't seen mm. for years, but I hope I don't sort of get set in my ways either. Mm. You know, I want to keep learning and, yeah. and uh, I don't go on in, you know, I'm probably one of those old fashioned guys that don't even use social media too much these yeah, days. Yeah. We have it, you know, we use my page for the shop page, but yeah. I regularly, you know, rarely sort of check it too much, you know, and I don't keep up to date, but I do try to, you know, sort of follow my favourite artists and check out new people's work, you yeah, know, yeah. just so I don't fall weird. You know, it's like, well, you know, and seeing what other people do keeps you keeps you fresh, I think. Yeah. You know, rather than but I think as well it's good that, like you said, because this is something we've touched on with other guests, is you don't want to be spending too much of your time looking at other people's stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It just really I, I sucks the creative energy out of well. yourself. Yeah, that's why uh, it's that balance between, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, influence or a little bit of... Uh, Inspiration from you know other artists, and, I don't, and, and not just I, I, you know, I kind of try to keep a good mix of what I look at too. You know, like photography, and I try to sort of look at painters. You know, I follow some of my you know favorite art would be the portrait artists like Dara. You know, I just yeah. love his work. Yeah, and, yeah Dara Lynch. Or Lynch. Yeah, sorry. Dara Lynch. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been following him for ten years now, and. Yeah. It's just incredible to see the progression in his work as well, you know, yeah. not just 
the tattooists in the industry, yeah, whether yeah, everybody yeah. that's uh, in the art industry. Yeah. And, and well, I, I suppose what people might not understand is it's an art form in general, so all artists yeah. are relevant as an inspiration yeah, as, yeah. as the specifics of an actual tattoo artist, you know? Yeah, I think with tattooing over the years, it, you know, there's other guys who would say it's a craft, you know, like yeah. it's a, you know, a trade, you know, or a craft, yeah. and then you get, you know, over the years, there's the battle between, oh, no, you know, it's an art, you know, it's an art form. And I suppose... There is a, a bit of a divide from both to the other. You know, there's artists that tattoo and then there's tattooists that you know, can draw yeah, as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, I can understand people's both sides of the, the argument, you know, because yeah. some, you know, uh, some tattooists, uh, you know, even in the last 20 years have been recognised as fine artists, some of my favourite tattooists, you know, portrait artists, yeah. painters as well, yeah. you know, so that balance with tattooists now getting you know a good well-rounded art influence is is a good thing you know yeah. it only only helps your tattooing as yeah. well but even for in your own circumstances for nancy who's moved away a bit i think from tattooing as much and is doing more actual artwork yeah, isn't she like she's been tattooing over 20 odd years now too you know a long time and i think some tattooists over the years get you know a bit more of a physical what would you say, like, you know, problems, you know, with, uh, like, uh, carpal tunnel, things like that. That's yeah. why, you know, I think rotaries be- have become a little popular with some of the older tattoos that take it on, you yeah, know, yeah. because they're, they are a lot lighter. But Nancy's sort of, you know, and back trouble too, you know, yeah, that's yeah. one of the other problems with tattooing for a long time. We're spending too. a lot of time in a very yeah, static position, yeah. focusing really hard with muscles kind of tensed yeah. and stuff. and I think too, you know, like some tattooists doing it uh, over 10, 20 years have been, sometimes get a little stagnant or, you know, a little sort of disheartened by the industry and, you know, how many people are getting involved in it, how good, you know, all these young ones are, you know, yeah, yeah. that are coming along and... Um, I don't know, you know, like, I think if you push yourself just to keep doing it for a job, then, you know, that's when you can start getting, you know, stagnant as well with your work. So I think uh, you kind of still need that little bit of a spark and passion for doing it to really want to. So I think Nancy recognises that she... You know, doesn't want to sort of get sick of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. She wants to still enjoy it. Yeah, so where she just loves painting, and she's really getting into the you know botanical. She's always wanted to do botanical illustration and that anyway. So yes, I've seen some work recently. Some a lot of mushrooms and yeah, other stuff. Yeah, she's painting bees and uh, flies and things today. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. With lupins and yeah, yeah. yeah. So nice. she just loves that and she's still tattooing but very rarely now it's just bigger pieces that she's been working on over the years or yeah. you know regular clients that have bits that she yeah, still yeah, wants to finish off and things like that so let's talk a little bit about we haven't actually mentioned Goy Bay Tattoo is your business the shop we've talked about all yeah, through yeah. the podcast so far tell us a little bit about that where you guys are what you do how long you've uh, so we've been there nearly 10 years and we've, we've only had the one location change like we were down uh, behind Munro's there for a little while near the Kashmir yeah. restaurant and now we're just next to the Galway Arms Hotel near the Garda Station yeah, yeah and we've been there for a few years we like the location and um, a couple of our buddies have just opened a private studio upstairs which uh, is handy as well like uh, you know with shops popping up everywhere you know yeah. at least it's you know a couple of guys that we get on great with too so yeah, yeah. that's kind of handy the location I think uh, we're right on the corner of the west end which is great we get a really nice local clientele and then we get a, l- a little bit of you know feed off the the tourists you know but not 
we don't get bombarded with yeah, you better answer questions question, yeah. all day because we are a little further away from the main street. So yeah. we kind of like that a little though. And you have a couple of artists working there at the moment. Is yourself, Dimitri, and Kaz? And Kaz, yeah. yeah. Kaz has been with us for over a year now, and uh, he's a local guy. Been in town working for six, seven years as well. Before that, I've kind of known him over the years for a long time, uh, and he's turned out to be a great asset to the shop. You know, he's a bit of a all-rounder, and uh, you know, good personality. He doesn't have the sort of overwhelming personality or anything like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, suits the shop really well. So I just as regards his work, I know that we say we mentioned that Dimitri is particularly good at uh, straight line work, and you're more you like your own, as you said, mix of traditional and flash. What, what what's Kaz's kind of style? Uh, you know what? Like I think that's one of the strong points of the shop is we, we all kind of have uh, a little bit of an all round type of a, a style. You know, we we can yeah. do a little bit of you know most styles between the three of us. You know, we could. Can kind of do mostly anything really, yeah. you know, anything from uh, portraits through to Japanese. You know, we do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dimitri does Polynesian and mandalas. Yeah. Uh, Kaz does a little bit of realism. He does. Ca- he likes to do cartoon. He's he, he prefers to do color stuff. So okay, he's right into you know uh, comic book style stuff. And, okay, but he can do portrait work as well he was yeah. doing a obviously not a face portrait but a you know realistic picture of what you want that has the the old William Shatner mask you know from Star Trek Mike uh, what's it Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike Myers yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. doing a big pumpkin in front of it today yeah. and, uh, I was saying oh that's a cool portrait of William Shatner there <laughs> And uh, <laughs> they know because it's in the original movie, they used an old Star Trek mask. It was yeah. Uh, yeah, Captain Kirk, and they made it look creepy. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty much, if you look at the original mask, it looks creepy it looks enough. Like. Yeah, but yeah. it's uh, William Shatner. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Then for you, just what's been, has there been a particular work or a piece you've worked on that you've really enjoyed or you found very challenging? Something that's. Uh, I think. You know, like um, some of my favourite pieces recently, just sort of, I think realism, I'd say, with uh, a cross between neo-traditional and realism. Uh, mm. I, I kind of, I'd say mostly, I like doing all the bird pieces that I do, animals, you know, realistic animals. Uh, working on a, a really cool back job at the moment of um, Hercules fighting a lion, which is... Nice big size coming up, yeah. coming up well. You know, nice yeah, soft yeah. skin. And do you prefer to work on those bigger pieces, or uh, you know what? I I think over the years, why I kind of still have a a bit of a spark for it, and I think I'd get tired of doing just big pieces all the time. Hmm. I actually like doing a bit of a mix. You know, a couple yeah. of days of big regular clients, and then sometimes I like doing a few walk-ins as a well. One-off. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoy the bit of a mix of it, which lucky to do it in the shop really get a, a good mix of stuff yeah well to be fair you've always offered sound advice to me I know that like there might have been specifics about what I wanted for the, the full sleeve the, the work on my other arm I wasn't 100% sure and you kind of guided yeah. me there and came up with something that worked well you know yeah, yeah. Uh, think, you know what like I, I without sort of tooting my own horn too much like yeah. I, I you know I do kind of have a I don't know whether it's just uh, me or what but like uh, if someone comes in and gives me a few ideas, I have a good success rate, you know, with just what I would come up with as an idea. A lot of people, you know, 99% of the time are pretty happy with the idea that I give them. Mm. So I've got a good, uh, I don't know whether it's just 
uh, in tune with what people think and I just well I think there has been an element to of trust blogger. there because if I'm going to trust you to do a tattoo on me in general then I have to trust that you know what yeah. visually is going to look well what's yeah, going yeah. to work I mean I know for myself for the it's a, it's a full Batman sleeve that I have for yeah, anyone yeah. that might not be aware I was trying to squeeze way too many things into way too little space. Oh, yeah. So that, that you know, like over the years, you would, you know, you'd, you'd know from what you're doing, what works and what yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. doesn't work as well. You know, like, so just with advice, you know, try to tell people not to clutter things up too much. You can put detail into things, but yeah. if you do the detail, you know, and usually with, you know, high detail too, you know, pay it works better on, you know, undamaged skin. So if yeah, people yeah. have been in the sun a lot, like, you know, really yeah. small detail doesn't work too great on Australian pretty, pretty skin. Pretty safe for me, so. Yeah, yeah. So if you do have <laughs> soft skin, it works a lot better and holds yeah, yeah. up a lot better over time on better skin. But other advice would be, you know, contrasts. Like uh, if, if there's, uh, you know, over the years, if you, if you look at tattoos, you know, if, uh, if it's... Not contrasted, sort of roughly 50-50. You know, it can be a little mm. more 60-40, 70-30. Yeah, 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 you don't yeah. want to be going too too much, you know, one way or the other. But if you have a, a good contrast 50-50, you know, a tattoo looks complete. You know, if you have not enough, then mm. it kind of doesn't look finished probably yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And then if it's too much, then, you know, it can be a bit messy and hard yeah. to read then. So that's, that's you know, what we try to offer advice yeah. on. And that's where the experience, I suppose, comes into But and would you see I've seen a big shift towards more I'm seeing more colour based pieces around compared to a few years ago a lot more colour than opposed to the traditional black or just like grey and blue kind of yeah I think with you know in Ireland I think the big turn with the colour was uh, you know just in the last 10 years like with shops big, you know being a lot more professional and a lot more shops around I think you know 20 years ago maybe longer 25 years ago in Ireland Maybe, you know, tattooists weren't using great colours, you know. Good quality. Good product, quality yeah. stuff. So older colour tattoos in Ireland can look a little washy or faded. And yeah. um, I don't think it was, you know, too long before Irish people started seeing how good colour can look in really, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. good-conditioned skin. Yeah, so like I've seen tattoos on Irish skin with good colour and, you know, you see it a couple of years later and it looks like it was done yesterday because... Yeah, yeah. You know, they've kept it out of the sun. It was, you know, yeah. good condition before they started. So. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Good, co- good colour looks good in Irish skin. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it really works well. Yeah. Uh, in Australian skin colour, it doesn't work so good, you know, because, you know, the skin's already tough. So usually bleeds, gets a, yeah, yeah, when it bleeds more, it would push out a little more colour and then yeah. you're going over it to try and darken it a little more, you know, give it more vibrancy, but then the sun would fade it again, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's hard work. Yeah. Whereas Irish people are lucky not to have as much skin. Yeah. I always say to people, once you've got sleeves or, you know, you have tattoos, you don't need a tan then. Yeah, you're good, you're good. <laughs> you don't need a tan anymore. No. Okay, so if someone wants to get tattooed by you guys, they could find you on Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Uh, we're getting a new website sorted out at the moment. Uh, we have uh, a new receptionist at the moment that is a bit of a techie, so we get, she's organising a new website for us, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to come in and visit her, uh, Sinead, she used to be working in Eye Supply around in Sea Road okay. for a few years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, she used to do a lot of uh, design and yeah. Layouts and things like that. Yeah. So she's the kind of red-haired girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's 
dropped the hint that she wants to be an apprentice now. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, she has a good arts background in ceramics, and I'd say with yeah. uh, digital art, media, and things like that. Okay. So. She's been sketching a bit lately and uh, yeah. trying to brush up on other skills. <laughs> cool. And would you recommend people come in for a bit of a consultation first or what do you like to do? With bigger pieces, definitely. You know, if it's going to be a tattoo that might take at least, you know, a couple of hours or it might take, you know, us a little bit of time just to prepare, uh, definitely consultation's good. Uh, we do sometimes try to fit walk-ins in if, you know, we have the time or if there's a cancellation, but definitely with us, we prefer to take bookings. You know, we don't really uh, have too many spaces, you know, available if you just walk in during the day, but you might be lucky, yeah, you know, if it's something small and uh, yeah. we're in between tattoos, we sometimes, you know, we try to fit as many in as we can if, yeah, yeah. if we have the time. But and maybe bring some reference yeah, pieces. Yeah, you know, and at that same time, you know, if it's something you know that somebody's wanting and then we're like you know what it would take uh, it would be better if we have more time to prepare yeah, yeah. this so we'll book you in you know yeah, if yeah. that's something yeah. we don't have to think we'd have time to sort of squeeze in either yeah yeah, yeah. you won't do it justice just like oh, no we don't want to rush people either so yeah, yeah. yeah. and then just a quick mention of the fact that one thing I've always enjoyed in all the 40 something hours we've sat together there's always a bit of good music spinning in God oh yeah 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 I am uh, I don't know uh Musicians and tattooists seem to have a similar personality, uh, I think, as an artist, you know. So, yeah. I don't know, over the years, I've always had loads of friends that were musicians, and yeah. I get asked all the time, me, uh, you know, do I play music? And it's like, no, I just play me with myself. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, but I just love music and I love uh, good music, you know. I try not to listen too much uh, pop crap and I don't really like normal radio but yeah. uh, I listen to a lot of you know good indie and good alternative I like a lot of old 60s pop but yeah. 70s and 80s even some of that but yeah. I do prefer sort of you know well I know that I, I usually leave Goy Beta too with uh, a tattoo and some music recommendations or a education. bit more music yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and I try to I try to you know like bring a bit of Australiana to the the Irish West yeah. uh, countryside to play a lot of cold chisel and <laughs> Uh, you know, things from, you know, people wouldn't be that familiar with from yeah, Australia, yeah. but popular in Australia. Yeah. And it's good because uh, people usually never heard it, but, yeah. you know, I've heard it for years, so uh, I have a pretty big playlist. So yeah. Actually, if you want to check out some of the playlists, you can uh, look us up our YouTube channel, Galway Bay Tattoo, and there's a few playlists if you want to check out cool. some of yeah. your favourites. I'll get a link of that and yeah, I'll put yeah, it in the, the show favourites list so. is actually a good one. Yeah, check okay. that one out first. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Um, so, anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Anyone else you want to mention before we finish up? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good. What is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, any, any more questions? I think you know. I feel like we cover everything. I, I feel yeah. like in some ways we could talk for hours because I'm always curious. Yeah, about, we could maybe do a part two. Maybe a part uh, two. A week or two. Yeah, or yeah. Weeks. yeah. Talk about more of the specifics yeah. of where the industry's at and the kind of work you're doing. You know. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. I'd love to come back. Brilliant, Steve. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. No problem. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. So that's it for today's episode, folks. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Creative Voices. This podcast is sponsored by Treebark Store and produced by P3B Photography. For more information, find us on Instagram, treebark.store or at p3b underscore photos. You can visit our website, treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.